And I'm back. This is for you. And I'm ready. You, my number one. India, are you ready? I'm ready. This is for you. Go fight for the people. Let's get it. I hear y'all singing out there. You sound so good. Don't you agree? This is for you. I'm feeling good. It's a vibe today. My number one. Hit it. Spotlight. Come on. Big stage. 50,000 fans coming in I wanted to keep singing, but I'm not going to do it. Welcome back, everybody. This is She and I. I am your host, B-Love, and I always have my very special host with me, India Marie. India Marie and B-Love, the husband and wife duo you didn't know you need, but you got us and we are here to stay. This is, without a shadow of a doubt, the best thing to happen on a Tuesday? Well, damn it, since Monday. Give it up one time. I'm feeling good. And like always, we must and always let gratitude be our attitude. So each and every week, man, thank you guys for tuning in. If this is your first time, welcome. Go ahead and like and subscribe. And when you get done, review. Speaking of reviews, India, help me out one time. We got Give two. me a review. Give me one. You want one? What you want? Well, you want one or two? <laughs> Give me whatever your heart desires. I think I want two for you. Come on, somebody. I'm a married guy in my 30s who started listening to podcasts about a year ago due to my long commute to work. Specifically, I started listening to podcasts when the COVID-19 quarantine first started and now that i'm back going to the office i look forward to listening to the new episode every tuesday thank you my brother on my way to the office or on my lunch break i've even gone back and listened to episodes all the way back to january 2020 i love all the way i love the way they use this platform to show other young black couples that it's okay to be transparent and vulnerable in our relationships and marriages kudos to a double couple and podcast man thank you my brother thank you for you know Man, listening and commuting to work. I'm telling you, I used to commute to work every day. India did too. I did. It took about, I felt like at the time, it took about, I'm going to say, five years off my life. Now, when I quit that job, I regained my five years. So now I'm going to live to about at least 200 years old. I could, I, I had that long commute for five years. You did. We both did. I did mine for you mainly. Am I right or am I wrong? Let's tell you say. Am I right or am I I didn't ask, so I say. Did I not I mean, I do don't my know, commute? That's, that's what you said. That's what you oh, said. Okay. All, all right. All right. Go ahead. You Re- already give do- me another one. Give you me another were already review. doing that commute when I met you. <laughs> I know, but then when I met you, you gave me all the more reasons to stick around. I could have just said, hey, at this point, I'm sick of this commute. I'm about to head on up to the hills and, you know, give me a condo downtown because like Drake said. It's all about location. So I could have done that. But you know what I like, man? In the middle of your love. If I could be up in the middle of. You should have. You should have went and got a condo. So you could come lollygag and mute mooch and live on me? Nah. Go ahead. I thought you had two reviews. I wasn't mooching. Nah, you weren't. I'm just saying. I was living off you anyway. 
You were living out. I it employed didn't matter. you. It didn't matter where you live. Nashville, Murfreesboro, it didn't matter. <laughs> I gave Indy a solid job back in the day. Anyway, go ahead, Indy. Give me one more. Um, I started this pod a few months back, and now it's definitely a weekly must-listen for me. Best thing to happen on a Tuesday, well, damn it, since Monday. Come on now. I appreciate Indian Bear's authenticity and transparent approach to marriage. I have my friends listening and even my out-of-state family super interested in this podcast. There it is. So. And listen, so if, can you say their names or you want to reach out? We need to find a better way to reach out to people. But say there, I get, can, do you want to say? I don't it? ever say their names. They they email us when they they know because they know what they wrote. This is true. So if this is you and you wrote those two reviews, slide in my DMs, slide in India's DMs, slide in she and our podcast DMs. I mean, send us an email. The get in first contact. one, the first one is from seven three one finest. Oh, seven three one. Second one is from oh my berry. Do it. Let's get it. So hey, listen. If that's you, leave us a review. And like we do each and every week from here on out, we will be giving out T-shirts. If you leave a review, I'm stocking back up on T-shirts and then I ran thin. I'm stocking back up and I'm sending them out ASAP. But if you're listening to this episode right now, you have now witnessed, India has now witnessed where we went on our, um, for our anniversary. How do you feel about that? Wherever we went, do you feel good about it? No, I no, <laughs> no. You don't feel good about the surprise that's in store. No. So I'll be but, honest with no, y'all. We I was are, gonna we, say, yeah, I'm not even gonna act truth. like I know tell where we're going. Truth. We are recording this podcast early. Yeah. Because we are, we'll be out of town for our anniversary. So we'll actually still be out of town on the day that this podcast drops. So we're having to record it a couple days early. So as of now. I technically don't know where we're going for our anniversary, but our anniversary is on November 15th, which is on Sunday. Hence the reason why I played this song. Can you tell them what this song was in the beginning? It's our first dance. It's a song um, that Indy and I danced to when we first um, had our first dance at our marriage. We danced to two songs, actually. We danced to that. We danced to three. We had a fucking party. We didn't dance. No, that was our first dance song. The other... Yeah. Songs don't count as our first dance song. They don't? No. We danced together. You grinded on me like Pretty Ricky. No, I didn't. You didn't. You had that tight dress on. You look good, though, back in the day. Your old young head, young cheek, young fat cheeks, like chipmunks. Now your face and got thin. You see, it look gorgeous now, you know? Your freckles are shining today, might I add. You look beautiful, okay? Never play yourself, Giving, by the way. like, some shitty backhanded compliments. I about just said your freckles <laughs> are shining through more than normal today. They and are. it's not more than normal. It's just that they're increasing. Like, I just have more freckles now than what I did back then. There's nothing wrong with freckles. Nah, I, I like them. I, I like my freckles. I do, too. I got freckles deep down. I think we all do. Melanated people. You do not have freckles. Look close. Those are moles. Same shit. <laughs> uh, so thank y'all for leaving a review man we 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 say and i come on here and i play but we definitely appreciate it man each and every week we get a review it brings joy to my heart if you even leave me a dm you don't have to leave a review even people just dm me and say man i listen to y'all podcast and i enjoy it thoroughly Thank y'all. Y'all mean more to us than you probably even realize. So like I said, man, every day we wake up, we got to let gratitude be our attitude. So India. What's up? I know what you're looking forward to, but what are you looking forward to this week? 
right now. I guess this is a previously recorded episode. You're looking forward to wherever we are going on our anniversary. Let's put it out. Yeah. All right. I was is. trying to think of something that I would be looking forward to next week. Uh, I can say that the next week will be the week that this podcast actually drops. Yeah. I'm looking forward to Blake coming back home. Ah, look at you. Look at you. Monday podcast. There he is. Mommy and Daddy's (laughs) podcast. Yeah, Blake will be back. I don't know when he's... Did we decide that? We can talk about it off air. We can talk about it off air. No, we haven't decided yet. We haven't decided when we're going to get Blake, even though the break has been great. Um, I still miss it's quiet. It's too quiet for me. And I need a little bit of chaos in the house. So I do miss my guy. Can't wait till he gets back and we're gonna play. It's just because you're so loud. I am loud. But like I told you, I'm loud with excitement. And you're loud with what? I'm not frustration. Okay. We said that last episode. I'm just gonna I mean really I don't care. I honestly don't care what you say because you're just a loud person. Well, let's go ahead and get into it because I got Something to talk about, and I'm not going to hold everybody too long today. Let's do it. During the week, we got deep. Chill. Let's talk on the podcast. Yes, sir. I forgot to thank Malia. Damn it. For being on last week's episode. When I tell you Malia is class personified because the way she handled talking about her situation on air live on a podcast was amazing. I know a lot of people, including myself, can't do things like that and be that much of a big person when it comes to situations. Well, let me just say this, because I think it was a little bit of confusion. That episode did not come from a messy place at all. Um, So I just wanted to say that. It wasn't coming from a messy place, but you got to let people tell their truth. And Somebody said it was messy? And... I think it was a few people that may have been feeling feeling away, but nah, it's not even that episode to me was about growth and evolution. You know, like hey, I started over here, and instead of letting my situations bring me down, I evolved and I grew as a person. Not even not only is like a person in general, but a better person. Um, and how I came out on the other side, which for all intents and purposes could be a bad situation, man. I know some breakups, women cut their hair, they go into deep depressions, and she just came to speak on it. She didn't cut her hair? It is orange, though, pumpkin spice. It was It was really just a good topic. It was a good I mean, topic. We're just, we're, just at the, we're just at the age now where we know people who are calling off engagements, getting divorced. It and, happens. You know, it happens. Ending relationships. So... She was someone who was willing to talk about that subject. It was a subject that we had never talked about. So, and it was good. I enjoyed the episode. I hope you did. Probably one of my favorite ones because, um, the good energy that came from her and India were both spot on, and I think it was great. So, hey, man, thank you again to Malia for being on the podcast. And we got a couple more people coming on the podcast real soon. I don't want to say when because every time I do it, schedules get mixed up, but. I do know for sure I got a surprise. You don't even know about the person that's coming on in two weeks. It's a surprise. Be ready. But anyway. Why is it a surprise? Don't worry about it. Just know I'm handling business over here. Uh, and tell Listen, you've been on countless dates. Can we talk about this real fast? <laughs> Let me. <laughs> you are like such a Leo. I want you to find out um, 
when you were born so I can look at your chart. Shit, August 18. No, no, no. The time. I need the time. I want to I want to look mean? at your chart. Because I want to see what your rising sign and your moon sign is. My rising life. sign is money like, and my you, moon sign is India. Like, no, that's not it. Because you you just, you like, <laughs> you needed so much credit. Let but me I tell will you. give you credit in this moment because we have been doing a yes. lot of dates. Because um, that is something that I um, have complained about, our lack of dating. Um, so we have been on at this point we've been on so Blake has been gone a week and we've gone on two dates three what am I missing mm, don't worry about it mm-hmm. oh, you Just have another know. date coming up three it's all I'm gonna say <laughs> it's all I'm gonna say my thing is everything that India asked for, I wanted to be able to do it because I didn't have any excuses. Like, it was no, oh, I got to watch Blake. I got to get a babysitter. Those were my excuses in the past episodes. And I didn't want it to be. Blake is gone. I don't have any. I do have one excuse. I'm about to get to that in a second. But I didn't want it to be any excuses about why I was just sitting around not doing nothing. And I said a double negative on purpose. Not doing nothing. So I wanted to make it clear that Blake, I I, I would love to have a, a babysitter on call like when our parents, we just drop them off. Yeah. But it's not the case. But when I do have the time, I do want to devote my time to making you happy. And if you want to go on dates, damn it, we're going on dates. It's crazy because we're going on all these dates, but but I would like to continue going on dates. Don't get spoiled, Blake. Why not? Cause Blake will be back, and me and Blake going on dates, going to the park. See, that's the problem. Going to ride the bike. That's the problem. Remember when we were in Lamaze class and that lady was like, after you have the baby, you need to go on a date once every six weeks. She did say that. I remember. She was like, promise me, you guys, you will go on a date with your wife at least. Once every six weeks, at least once. And I think that and ladies, mothers, she said, mother, mothers, if he doesn't make it happen, call me, and I will smack him in the back of his head. She was so nice. She was very nice. She was nice. But while I would like that to happen, I do think that after this weekend, I'm in the house because COVID is going rampant. Man, man, man. Like, honestly, I probably would have been like, let's just chill, but we won't get this opportunity again in a while. We won't. You know, to just (laughs) just be here by ourselves. (laughs) But but everywhere we went, was it not low-key? Everywhere has been super low-key. On purpose, thanks to me. I mean, so... A bit of advice for everybody that's looking to go on dates, but are kind of fearful as I am about COVID and everything. If you go on a date to a restaurant, make sure they have like something open, like something where you can get open air in the inside. And my other tidbit is go as soon as the restaurant opens. Nobody is ever there when it opens. Like yeah, I saying, will say all of our dates have been between five and six o'clock. <laughs> So we're usually home like no later than seven thirty eight. Yeah, Which, but it's fine. It, the, like, because we still have sex. fun. Yeah, we meet new people. Like we met the um homeboy Ryan at the place we went to. Yeah, and he yeah. had a hell of a story. It was a great. Yeah, story. I mean it's, we've been having a good time, but I would definitely recommend going when the place is open. If you're That's going a on hell a date, of an idea, go when it first open. I'm t- I figured it out early when I booked the first date. I was like, damn. It's probably smart. And when I book, I always ask to sit by your window. 
in, you know, in, in the comments when you book on open open table, uh-huh. I put it was our anniversary because it is, and I also put that I want to sit by a window where I can get some open air. And every time they fulfill my needs and my request, yeah. Except so the second ask. place, the win- the first place, the windows were open. It was a yeah. little chilly, but it was it was doable. The second place, they didn't have the windows open, but it was hardly nobody in there, so it was fine. <laughs> we we were literally the. Five it was five couples and we were one of the five and everybody was spaced way out so it was perfect and they don't they don't accept parties larger than six now Indy brought up something a minute ago where we're talking about COVID right now because the cases are spiking I want to give this little tidbit I saw it on CNN yeah I read CNN a lot every now and again but it came from Dr. Leanne Wynn so this is not from B Love. This is from Dr. Leanne Wynn. It said, if you would like to see your family during Thanksgiving, you should have started quarantine, quarantining, I'm sorry, on or before November 12th. That would have put you at exactly two weeks before Thanksgiving. Now, if you were going to see your family, you know, a couple of days before Thanksgiving, obviously, mm-hmm. start quarantining a couple of days before. She did mention, too, that if you are, if you're hosting Thanksgiving, Friendsgiving, do it outside. Don't let anybody come in your house unless they have to use the restroom. And if they do, wear have a, a designated restroom and wear a mask. Like yeah. Have one bathroom for all guests and have the dinner outside. And you know when we get together, we want to play spades, dominoes, yeah. big whiz. I want to play all that shit. But this year, you might not be able to do that. So um, it was just a cool little article that she was basically laying out like, hey, you don't have to be away from your loved ones, but if you want to get together and be with them, this is how you should go about doing so it. So this year we will be away from our loved ones. <laughs> uh, well, cause we wouldn't even, I mean, we're getting ready to go out of town. So at this point it's probably just safer for us to stay at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going to have to cook a full Thanksgiving meal by myself. Ooh. Just, just for, you know, me, you and Blake. So if you have any of like your Southern recipes, send it. Well, you we're probably not gonna do it. Stuff. I'm gonna say we're probably not gonna do a turkey or a ham unless you just want one. I would sure like a little turkey. I'm trying. Are you to gonna cook it? I was thinking about it. I want to like fry a turkey. You know what I'm saying? But the thing about frying a turkey, I have to buy the equipment, and I'm probably only gonna do it once a year for us, or like not even once a year. Is it worth it? Should I just buy one? So I think I'm going to buy one. I'm going to try to buy a fried turkey from somebody. I mean, somebody. it could be a new tradition. I would like to get to a point where we're... Well, I mean, I, I like going to visit families, but I would like to get to a point where we do spend some holidays at home. Like when Blake is... Like in a couple of years, I would actually like to start doing Christmas at home so that he can wake up like in his room, go downstairs, see his tree, and open up his gifts at his house. Um, You know... So I I don't think it's a bad idea for you to buy a a fryer. We don't have anywhere to put it because right now we got a lot of she did that in storage in the garage. You can't even pull your car in the garage because I hold one side of the garage is dedicated to you and all of your inventory. So I mean, I'm not backing my car out of the garage. I have no. (laughs) I know I'm not, and I'm I'm using the garage for what it's for. So shit, damn that. I'm not buying no fryer. I do, but like one of my 2021 goals is to buy another house next year that just has more storage. Yeah, I like that goal. I like that goal. Speaking of goals, you stumbled on two topics. We'll talk about the traditions next week. So I do want to talk about 
establishing new traditions and how that looks when you are like real family oriented and your other is not. But I did stumble up on another topic right now, real quick. So for Thanksgiving, if you are going home with your significant other, and let's say it's for the first time, and their family is a family that doesn't like masks, would you still feel obligated to wear a mask even if the rest of the family is not? Mind you, this is your first time going home with your significant other. Are you going to wear a mask? I'm probably going to wear a mask. Well, so like you said that you wanted to go, you know, I wasn't like I'm if we if we had to make a choice about going, you know, to your parents' house or t- to your mom's house for uh, Christmas, I would probably choose to stay. But, you know, this year it's very different circumstances. So we're going to go. I am planning to wear a mask. And it's only because so many people go to visit your grandmother during yes. the holidays. Yes. And it's like, uh, granted, older people are probably a bit safer than the younger people. But you got to think like all your younger cousins, mm-hmm. like we don't know who they're around. And it's I think it's too risky. It's going, honestly, it's going back to that thing we talked about earlier during COVID. Well, I'm, we can hold ourselves accountable. But is everybody else in the family member going to hold themselves accountable? So it's like, it's, are we going to reach out to the whole family and be like, hey, just to be safe, I think we should all quarantine for two weeks before we go to Meemaw's house for Christmas. Right. I mean, you got a good point because we don't know who they've been around. Exactly. And the people that they, they've been around. And you got, you got of a risk. You got to think about how many people are coming mm-hmm. from different states. Like everybody comes from out of town. So you you know, you got you got your cousins that's coming from uh New Orleans. You got your your other cousins that's coming from LA. Illinois. You got your other cousins that's coming from LA. You got us coming from Nashville. So it, it's too like we're coming from too many different places to not think about it and to not be super cautious when when it comes to this. Like, I know it's Christmas. I know it's, you know, everybody's favorite time of year. But it's the I most just think wonderful that time. we have to be mindful. This year just yeah. looks, you know, a lot different. And do, do, think about everybody, like how close we are sitting in your grandmother's house for Christmas every year. Yeah, I'm about to wear a mask and get a humidifier. That's yeah. all I'm going to do, you know? And just pray about it. And it's like, <laughs> and then, like, I don't, people going to be looking at me like I'm crazy. I'm going to be like, please, no kisses for Blake. Nah, they no, they don't care. No hugs for Blake. They, <laughs> see, the thing about my family is I think that we're open. Like, even with the, the good thing about our relationship, I think we're open enough with each other's family to have those conversations about, bro, I'm wearing a mask, man. I trust y'all because some people would be like, you come to their house with a mask and they be like, bro, you can take your mask off. I ain't got COVID. And you like, I understand that. But for my sanity and for my safety, I got to wear my mask. And a lot of people won't understand it. And it was, Some people will get mad at you for saying that. They look at you like, damn, you don't trust me? Yeah. And it would, and I think it will also be different if like we were going down there. Because, you know, obviously we're adults. We can safely keep our distance. Indeed. Um. But if we were going down there and we were only going to see your family that's already been in Mississippi, they see each other every day anyway. Yeah. But like I said, Christmas just is different to me because it's so many different families coming from out of town. And this is true. But now this is not for you. If you're saying that, if you're saying it right now, I want you to stand firm and stand 10 toes down with that all across the board. 
Don't say you're not wearing a mask around somebody's family and then you are the same person that will go out when it's convenient for you to do stuff. You get what I'm saying? Like don't say I'm not I'm not I'm wearing a mask around your family. I'm I have to wear a mask around your family. But you are also the same person that when it's time to go to a bar or a restaurant and it's a quote unquote small group, you'll be all for that and you'll be all for hanging out with the homies. I mean, I can say that even about me. Like I think sometimes that we will use COVID to benefit our own narrative. No, 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 no. I I'm think not you, saying it about you. No, no, no. I, I, no, I'm I, whoever you're talking about. Okay. I think you're looking at it the wrong way. The reason why people are, the reason why you should be cautious is because of the older people in your family. Indeed. If we indeed. were just going to be around your your younger cousins, then I probably wouldn't care. Because again, the chances of us catching COVID. And bouncing back from it is a lot higher. You ain't but seen bouncing I back. think it's reckless for you to go to your family members' homes and not wear a mask when you're obviously going to be around people over the age of sixty. I agree. I'm with you. So I don't. I don't think. Stay I don't calm. think that's a fair comparison. I do feel like it's a, it's a fair comparison just by saying that you can use the narrative of COVID and you can use COVID to paint your own narrative and use it when it'll. When it's relevant to what you do or don't want to do, if you get what I'm saying. Because if I'm like, eh, my girl's family, I don't really like her family, so I'm going to go ahead and use COVID. And her family could be young. Her family could be the youngest family ever. Like, I don't really feel like kicking it with my girl's family. So, uh, hey, baby, listen, COVID, you know, I, ain't, I, ain't, I can't go because I don't want to get sick. But then the next day, you be out. On Black Friday, kicking it because you know back in the day they had the well, black affair and all that. But that's what I'm saying. I think it's different because you're by yourself. You're responsible for yourself. But you going to somebody else's house? Yes, that's the difference. Like you're in your home. Like, yeah, you can go wherever you want to go. But again, if you are younger, you go wherever you want to go. But be mindful when you go to other people's homes. Like I 100% agree with that. I, I think the issue with going home for the holidays is being around older family members. And that's okay. why I, I don't care. Like, I, I don't mind going to your family's house for Christmas. I just think it's a little bit scary. I would I would be devastated if I had COVID and I went to your family's house and gave somebody there. COVID. Yep. And see, that's what the article was saying, too. Like, that's why it's important now for you to start quarantining. If you know that you're going home for Thanksgiving, do it now. I'm just not. God forbid. <laughs> God forbid you get it. I hate to say this. I'm just not going to feel as bad if I gave it to Kayla. Yeah, I got it. Then if I gave it to. I, got, I mean, I put, that granted, that, sound, that, that sounds very fucked up what I'm saying. I would feel bad. But I would feel significantly worse if I gave it to my grandmother or my auntie or, you know, my mother-in-law or my mama. So, like, yeah. It's just the age gap in the in the facts that are in front of us. And I know younger people have passed away from COVID, too. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think it matters who you're around. And I think that we should also be mindful of th the friend gatherings that we're going to Most in the definitely. next couple of months. Because there are a lot of people... Going to other gatherings Most definitely I'm not friends giving this year I'm giving thanks through Zoom FaceTime Teams Wherever I'm giving digital oh, we should, thanks We should do that to, with Blue Chew this year <laughs> Let's run it Zoom uh, 
Zoom Friendsgiving. That's fine with me. But you brought up something. I forgot. I'm starting a campaign. I'm, I'm all over the place today, but I'm starting me a campaign. I'm going to make a shirt. In my campaign, you brought up Kayla. I'm not going to bust Kayla out, but you did bring up Kayla. And she and you and Kayla were talking. I happened to butt in the conversation like I always do. Women have good conversations, fellas. If you out there and you around your um, if you around your lady and you kind of listen in to a conversation, don't show her that you're listening. Just kind of like give it a side ear, a side ear hustle. I'm like, mm, okay, that's what women like. Just pay attention. You can learn some game from your woman's conversation, but I always but into Kayla's conversation because you know, Kayla's like a sister to me. But anyway, speaking of Kayla, Kayla dissed. All, Kayla's always talking about short men, <laughs> and I'm starting a campaign right now. It's called "Give a Short Man a Chance." That's what I'm starting a campaign. And see, the thing about women, short is going to be different depending on how tall the woman is. Like me, I'm tall to somebody in somebody's eyes. I'm five eight and a half. Andy's like, you not tall. I'm tall. I'm tall to a five two girl. You tall? I would say to your sister, you're tall. I'm tall to a girl that's five two. But see, the thing about girls that five two, they be looking for somebody six two, and I can't help you with that. So I don't want girls to discriminate, and I want to start a campaign today. Give a short man a chance, and that's what I'm standing on. Anyway, let me get back to it now. Go move forward a little bit in this conversation. I want to kind of progress it. And I want to talk about since we have been married, for how long we've been married, Indy? Six years. Six dang years. Six blissful years. <laughs> I would say, you know, I would say too blissful, too <laughs> good, and too so so. <laughs> Split it up in threes. I want to give out right now. Six relationship problems millennials face the most. Now, I wrote this down myself. You can agree or disagree. I say, did this you pull is, this from an article? Sort of, but I also did or my Or did you pull research. it from your ass? I, I did a little bit of research. This can, <laughs> this can go from experience, because guess what I've been? I've been married for six years. So this is stuff that we've went through, and also some different articles say, too. And I kind of added my flavor with their flavor, and we're going to make a fried turkey in a real way. Let's do it. So number one is going to be different goals. If you and your significant other have different goals, you will always bump heads. How do you feel about that? Not necessarily. Okay, here we go. Let's talk about it. Um. Well, I do think that you should be on the same page. So you use another word beside goals and then try to make no, it no, seem no, different? No, no, oh. no, no. I think you should be on the same Ooh. So I think there, I think there's different levels to goals. Like I think that there is your combined goals as a couple, and then I think that your individual goals exist too. So I do think it's important to be on the same page as far as what is happening in here. I do think it's important to be on the same page as far as your combined goals in marriage. Um. But sometimes you have personal goals that may not resonate with your significant other. And so what I think is important is that you just respect the other person and what you, you know, what you want to do. But if I want to go right and you want to go left, but we essentially have the same goal in mind, that's going to cause a problem. So you mentioned something. It's the difference between individual goals and couple goals. And I think that you guys should be on the same page with the goal and how you reach the goal as well. Because if you're not, 
then you just can't get there. It's something I think we have struggled with during the podcast. I'll keep it real with y'all. There's something that it's an underlying thing that India and I struggle with even during this during, I'm sorry, the podcast each and every week that we have to get past. And now we have we've kind of made it over the hump. But if you don't talk about those things and let people know and let the other one know, then it's not going to be good. So you may have a goal for yourself, which is great. But when if, if we're working together, we have, like I said, a financial goal that we want to reach as a couple. Like you mentioned a minute ago. You want to buy a new house in 2021. If I'm not, well, you might you want to get a new house in 2021. If I'm not, if I don't have the same goal that you have, guess what I'm going to start? Keep doing. I'm going to continue to spend frivolously on frivolous things because my goal may be for 2022. Same goal, however, different paths to get there. The goal is to get the new house. So if you're not on the same page, on how to reach that goal, then I don't think that's good. And that's why I wrote that down as one of the six problems, um, six relationship problems millennials face in a marriage. Okay. So do you agree with that? Yeah, I agree. All right, cool. I got you on board. I knew communication. That's not communication. That it's is called, communication. That's called different goals. And, it, and let me get that's to the me. next point. See, this is something that I can't even get to my next point because instead of you saying, oh, let me tell you what you just did. <laughs> Let me, tell, let me show you what you just did. Instead of you saying, yeah, I agree. That was good. You, you said, this is what you I did. I don't have to agree with you. But you <laughs> did. And then you went back around and double back and said, well, yeah, but it's communication. Because it is. It's not communication. Because but if however, you're, but what you're saying, it, back to your example, if I want a house in 2021 and you want a house in 2022, it's a lack of communication because we haven't talked about it. Unless... You're giving like solid reasons as to why we wouldn't be able to give a, get a house in 2021. But again, that is all communication. It has to be talked about. All right. I'll give you another one then since that's all communication. If you have a goal in 2021 to get a house and I have a goal to move from Nashville and go somewhere else, then what is that? Lack of communication. It's called different goals. Now, the lack of communication may be in it, but it's called different goals. Moving right along. Number two. Here you go, India. This is for you. An inability to communicate about conflict during conflict and after conflict is something that I think we struggle with. I struggle with the during conflict part. I don't want to. I'm not going to argue. I think you struggle the most with the after conflict part. You don't know how to have a discussion, disagree, live and let live, let, let the grudge stay and continue on and focus on what we need to do. How you feel about that one? I think that you have to understand that after we've had a disagreement that I need time and I don't want to just jump back into talking to you. I actually just listened to a podcast last week. Um, I think it was the um, Therapy for Therapy for Black Girls podcast. Shout out. And- <laughs> They had a guest on one of the episodes where they were t- talking about um, couples and relationships and marriage and all that kind of stuff. And where was I going with that? I have no idea. I was with you up until you jumped. Uh-uh. What, what did I start? Where was I going with it? You said that you don't want to jump right back into talking oh, to me yes. after we are. So the therapist said that usually... Once you have a disagreement, even if you talk about it, like you need to go and take at least, at least an hour to yourself to bring yourself 
back down to a point where you can go back and talk and move about your day. She said it's not even normal for you to have a disagreement and then, you know, for y'all to just start interacting with each other again, because it may take you a, a, a minute to to come back down. So she she suggested that when you do have those arguments and you you have talked about it, you know, separate, go go have some sort of me time or whatever for at least an hour so that you can, you know, come back refreshed and then you know you're not coming back to the situation still with an attitude i agree with that 100 percent. you don't even know how to give it an hour you will let That's it linger true. tension will That's be in true. the air well this is not about us i'm just saying a lot of people and like i admit during the battle in the heat of conflict i'm not the person to conflict with i'm just gonna just tune you out like all right cool you got it bro you on the other hand want to talk about it and fulfill the communication aspect of the argument I, on the other hand, will just tune out. After the argument, however, I want to come back around and be like, man, hey, everything is cool. You want to come back. You want to take some time, hours, hours, days, days. And then when you get ready and fine, come back around. But, you know, hey, something we're working on. These are tools that I'm giving everybody else to, you know, show how we need to work on it, too. Number three. There's two of them, right? Yeah. So, you know, even right, you, the way you, I wish I had a camera on today, because the way you just did it right then was like, you don't, you don't know how not, you don't, you can't do it. You can't, you can't have I'm conversations. Just I'm just listening you to your can't. tips. I'm just taking them all in. You can't have conversations with somebody and still smile and be happy and just keep going. You have to get upset about stuff. You have to. I'm not upset. I'm literally just taking in your tips. So. Let me tell y'all, and I'll be honest, this is an honesty <laughs> moment right now. I hate to bring up an issue with India because I don't like to argue. And I'm not going to argue. I don't want to argue. I, t- I told you a minute ago, I'm just going to shut down and just walk off. If I... I don't even like to say, hey, something's wrong. And this is what I think that we need to work on because India is going to take that, make it an argument, and then be mad for the rest of the day. Nobody wants to sit around a person that's going to be mad for the rest of the day. And to my chagrin, that's what happens. So Solomon, even right now, the look on your face is like, I, I can't even describe it right now. Can you help me I describe? No, I don't. I don't know. I don't know exactly what you're looking for here. Like <laughs> number three, I, I don't. I don't know what I don't know what you're looking for here because again, you you're the one to be having the issues. So when I say or explain myself, that's when you want to walk off. So whatever it's gonna be is is what it's gonna be but I don't, I don't understand like you you can't bring up an issue and then not expect me to talk about it and explain it it's like you bring up an issue and I'm just supposed to say okay like you don't want me to say anything you bring up an issue and then when I start talking or explaining or you know whatever you walk off you so, go my bad so so what like I'm just confused <laughs> it's like what what are we supposed to be doing like what are we supposed to be accomplishing here so it's like if you bring up an issue and you're not willing to sit in the moment and talk to me about the issue then don't bring it up I am willing to sit in the moment and talk to you about the issue however what you call talking and explaining I call making excuses. And if you don't know what excuses are, excuses are tools of incompetence that build monuments of nothingness. And those who use them seldom accomplish anything. 
almost got done saying I almost said big brother sir but that's what <laughs> excuses are so this is what I feel like you sometimes but it's alright we're working on it we're working on it but see again if you feel that way then don't bring it up because I if I can't if you just if you want like a yes woman you married the wrong uh-huh. woman I don't want a yes woman but I also <laughs> want somebody is going to take take accountability and acknowledge what went, what's going on and we find a resolution on how we're going to fix it. That's all I want. We can move on to number okay, three. Okay, Barry. Number three, jealousy over social media action. Look at you. I wish I had a camera on your face. But jealousy what you look, t- over. Say your tips. <laughs> I, I just said it. Jealousy number three is jealousy over social media actions. This happens a lot of times in millennial couples. Like, hey, you go out there and you just maybe doing a little bit too much for your your significant others liking. And, you know, I, listen, I can't subscribe to this one because I don't really care what any of you does on social media. So this one is not for me. However, somebody may be going through this. So if you are. Figure out how not to be jealous and how to get through it. Because um, I me, mean, at the end of the day, like, I don't know. What can I say? That doesn't apply to me. I don't have nothing to add. You got something to add to that, though? You might have something no, to add. No, I don't. If you jealous of your significant other on social media, you're probably jealous in other areas, too. Man, probably not is. just social media. So stop being jealous and, you know, just talk about it. Get over it. But if something is bothering you enough... And then discuss it, and then hopefully y'all can try to get past it. Number four, we got two more to go. Bear with us. Anxiety about the future. This is big. This is big. Um, and this is what I mean about anxiety. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. And you and your significant other may just go crazy, always thinking about it, having negative thoughts. Um, you may be scared to go outside. Oh, it's, I, got, I got a story to tell later on. But anyway, anxiety about the future is something huge. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. All we can do is, man, listen, pray and try to make the, today the best day we can make it and plan for the future. We don't know what's going to happen, but anxiety is, is a big deal. I guess I'm trying to see like how it ties to relationships. Are you just talking about individual no. people and like the energy that they're bringing to the relationship yes. because of their anxiety? Yes, 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 okay. yes. You may be, you may start being so anxious about the future and what's going to happen. It's going to start dictating the way you move about life and dictating how you are around the house and dictating how you and I are with each other because. You're just scared. But anxiety isn't something to take lightly. If you're if you're married to somebody that has anxiety, it's your your job to understand where it's coming from and try to meet them where they are. Yeah. Instead of you're right. Looking at it as an inconvenience to you because people Indeed. who have anxiety can't control it or they have a hard time controlling it so instead of that reaction it should be more of like how how can i help you how can i better understand what you're going through right now right and that's I the have, way you should do i with. have anxiety um but i don't i don't think that you just need to be with somebody that's understanding of the types of things that you're going through and express them out loud verbalize them like i mentioned on a few episodes stop holding stuff back and then expecting somebody to be a mind reader, shit ain't possible. Can't read no minds, man. So, number five, this is a big one for everybody. Fubbing. If you don't know what fubbing is, 
Look it up. It's when a person snubs you for their telephone. It's called fubbing. We all do it. I don't care what you are doing on your phone. It could be playing Monopoly, scrolling on Instagram, reading emails, texting other people, talking to your friends. We all have spubbed our significant other once or twice. Now, once we know that and once our significant other brings it up to us, I think it's our responsibility to try to lack it and then pay more attention to them in the moment. That's, That's the, a good one. Okay. You just you just sat there for a little while. Well, because I was thinking. That's a good one. All right. Last but definitely not least, and I think this one ties into a couple of them above, but budgeting Figuring out how to budget and when one person is spending way too much money and the other person may be trying to budget or vice versa or you just don't know how to manage funds. That can be a big, big problem. One person may be tight. One person may be loose and then money starts to get gone and you don't know how to communicate with that with with your partner what's going on and it's going to cause an issue. So budgeting. In your relationship as a millennial married couple can be tough. Yes, especially when you're not on the same page as far as finances. There it is. So I think those were six great relationship problems that millennial married couples have. Now, also, like we laid these problems out, and if you fall into one of those categories or you see yourself having one of those problems, then make us make an assertive effort to go out there and fix it. Talk about it. Bring it up. Like, we did this for you guys to talk about it with each other, not to start an argument. I don't want y'all to bring it up with your significant other and then we start an argument about these tips. Like, damn, that's a good point. We need to talk about budgeting. And all of a sudden, you're arguing with your partner. We don't want that. We want you guys to have a conversation around these six relationship problems that millennial married couples have. So, Andy, you feel good about that? Uh, 80% of it. As always, I can't never get a hundred. One day, <laughs> one day I'll make a hundred. Here we go. Now, unqualified advice from B Love and B Love's relationship. I got the keys, the keys, the keys. And that really was a relationship right there. The whole episode is one big ass relationship. But I have a relationship with a quick, short story. Here I go. Speaking of anxiety about the future. It was last week or the week before last. India was like, man, I don't really want to go anywhere because of the climate of America after we get a new president. I totally got it. India, you're right. But we had, she had to go out and get something. Um, and I forgot exactly what it was. Ah, she had to go get something for the event that's coming up on when? December 6th. December 6th. She had to go get something for the next pop-up event she's having. During this time, I was at home with Blake, and I was like, hey, while you're out, could you do me a favor and go pick up some bullets for a gun? And he's like, yeah, sure. Or I, no, I said, if you're coming back in time, I'll go pick them up. You're like, well, I'm right here by the place. I can go get them. I'm like, all right, cool. India had been talking about all day, oh, I don't know what's going to happen. These people out here crazy. Oh, 
If I see another can don't tread on me flag, have you seen the neighbor's house down the street? This, that, and the third. I'm like, India, relax. I think we're going to be good. Nah, you need to be careful out there because people are crazy, and I don't want you just going out here. And I'm like, India, I understand. Thank you for you know showing some care and concern about me. Now, fast forward back. So I said, India, if you're out, go pick up the bullets for me. All right, cool. Talk to India. 15 minutes went by. I'm going to call you. Oh, I talked to India. She said, I'll call you right back. Right back. Rushed off the phone. 15 minutes went by. No India. 30 minutes went by. India's not home. 45 minutes went by. I'm getting concerned. She's stuck in traffic. She'll be here. An hour went by. I call. No answer. Hour, five minutes. I call. No answer. Now I'm calling at a rapid pace. So I call India's friend. My sister Amber, Amber says she hadn't heard from India. I called Charity. Charity says she hadn't heard from India. I got Blake, and I said, bro, get in the car seat. We're about to go find your mom. India all of a sudden calls me back with the tone of voice. It was just reeked of entitlement. Yeah, what's up? What you mean, what's up? Man, I've been trying to call you now for literally about 35 minutes, and you going to call me back and say, what's up, after you have worried me to death about being safe, and then you told me you're going to call me right back, and then add on top of that, where were you? At a gun shop, buying bullets. What type of people hang out in the gun shop? Yeah, those type. You don't got to say nothing. You just look. India called me and had the nerve to ask me, I mean, what's the big deal? What's wrong? My phone died. I'm sorry. India, you have made this big fuss and now all of a sudden your phone died. So my relationship this week is going to be simple as this. Fellas and ladies, get somebody that can get in contact with your significant other if something were to go wrong. You have to be able to contact a friend. It sounds crazy, but you need to have at least two or three numbers, a point of contact for your significant other. If y'all are married, if you're serious, you don't know what can happen. and You might not be always able to get in contact with India, as I was not able to do, but I was able to call other people who were able to help me try to find her. We didn't find her because she called all of us back with the same kind of voice of entitlement. I mean, what y'all, what y'all worried for? My phone just died. My phone was off for like 45 minutes. 45 minutes to maybe an hour, my phone was off. It died. You know that I need a new phone. You know that my phone is broken. It doesn't matter what you need. I need for you to keep a full battery in times like that. Buy me a new phone. I ain't got nothing to do with that. Okay, then. All right. Okay, so my phone literally will not keep a charge right now. My phone is broken. I need a new phone. I cannot buy a new phone this week. So, if you know you need a new phone, you that. know your phone needs to be on a charger like an old um, landline, why don't you keep a charger in your car? I had a charger in my car. And I plugged ex- my phone up to my charger. It took 30 minutes for it to even turn back on. And what are the excuses again? I told you. India, boy, India will explain herself out of a paper bag. Well, don't talk to me then. You want somebody that's just going to shut up and take what you got to say. You mad? I'm telling you exactly why I did not answer the phone. Do I not get to say why I didn't answer the phone? Excuses just piling up. Pile, pile, pile. But anyway, I'm happy that you were okay and I'm happy that you made it back home safe and sound. But I was worried. And then I got to say this one last thing. 
You had the nerve to get mad at me because I had Blake in the seatbelt about to go try to find you. Yes, I felt like it was ridiculous. Like I had only been gone for an hour. That's insane. If you're going to be that like worried, give it at least an hour for me to call you back. I literally <laughs> called my phone was only off an hour. Give it at least an hour before you start panicking. I was panicking. It was I at least literally an hour. be in Target for an hour with my phone in my purse, literally just not answering the phone. But I know where you were. And tell me the two guys. And tell me what you told me. Tell the people what you told me. What? About the guys in the store. What bear? Oh, no, no, see what I'm saying? No. Oh. I'm going to tell you like I told you the, the, the uh, last time. So, so you're not going to say that so for her? First of all, st- thank you for being concerned. But next time, you just go by your own bullets. I would have that time, but you were nice enough to say, hey, I'm right here. I can go pick him up. That exactly. was a nice thing to do. That's what I was trying to do. So I'm not understanding. Like, <laughs> you have to understand how angry you were because I went an hour without yes. answering the phone. Like, because that you told is me you were going to call me right me. back. That is insane to Did me. Did you not tell me? You were going to call me right back. Yes or no? I literally don't start panicking about anyone anyone until it, unless it's been like no, over an hour. Did you not tell Say me... Say it's an excuse one more time. I'm literally going to lose my mind. Did you not tell me you were going to call me right back? I did, but as soon All as right. I went to call you right back, my phone died. I plugged it up. It took forever to turn back on. I do not know what you want me to do right now. Another question. Tell me again... Furthermore, I didn't even get any of your text messages because my phone. I'm gonna tell you what happened. I left. Tell me. I left the place. Okay. Then my phone was died. I was unfamiliar with the area, so I was just guessing on how to get back to the interstate. By the time I got back on the interstate, my phone turned back on. Your no, your call literally never came back. Th- came through. In that brief moment that my phone was back on. You know what came through? A call from Melissa. That's who you should have called. I got Melissa's phone phone number now, too. I was on the phone with Melissa. That's your girlfriend on the phone. That is my girlfriend. I was on the phone with Melissa. From the time my phone turned back on to the time I got to the next place I was going, which was a crystal shop, because I was looking for some more crystals and some incense. (sighs) Soon as I walked back in the crystal, soon as I walked in the crystal shop, my phone cut back off. That was energy from the crystal shop. So I was shop. in there. My phone just died again because my actual charger in my phone, in my car, doesn't actually charge my phone. It literally just keeps it from turning off. All right. So it turned back off. I got a question so for you I li- again. You know where the crystal shop was? Up there in the parking lot by the Home Depot. Okay. I got a question for so you So from again. the Home Depot <laughs> to the Publix, that's how long my phone was off then. So again, it wasn't even necessarily my fault. You were just so anxious and so angry. Who made me that way? I didn't make you that way, Beard. It hit dog holler. How did I make you that way? Let me ask you a question. What type of people were at the gun shop? It was <laughs> it was two wow, it was two twin white men. And they had like some very thick, like, I don't know, like almost German type of accents. They, was, they were very creepy men. And how were they looking at you? Creepily. <laughs> they weren't. No, no, no. You they weren't looking me. at me creepy. Oh, you told me they were creepy. Okay. I said, they, I said it just freaked me out. I was like, because I was like, 
how did y'all end up in Nashville with like these super thick accents or whatever? It, it working at this gun. It was it was just why, and, and you could tell they they owned it. Like they had to have been the owners of the gun shop. So you mean to tell me I had nothing to worry about, huh? Period. If you were so, right. if you were going if to be you, like that nervous, you should have just said, "Well, no, I'll just go when you get back home." You like were if being you were so that nice. means you were scared for me to go the whole time. No, nah, well, I had my reservations, but I like I trusted your judgment that you would keep your phone on. Never doing that again. India, are you ready? Are and why you, didn't you just track my location? I, I literally don't share have, my phone. No, you do not. And it's fine. I don't I don't care about your location. But it should as long be. as you got your phone on. It, but it should be. Like there's nothing wrong with my sh- with me sharing my location with you so that you know where I am while I'm out. You cool. just don't want to share your location it's with cool. me. I don't care about all that. I'm saying right now it's cool. As long as you have your phone though. If I can call you and you answer, I don't need to know where you at. I just need you to pick up the phone, baby, when I call. But you would need to know if there actually is an emergency. Because you could have tracked my location to see where the last place I was at. I know where the last place you were at. At the gun shop. So your phone would have showed me you were at the gun shop because it died at the gun shop, right? No, but it turned back on when I was at the crystal shop. Are you ready? So obviously you'd have been like, oh well, she's she's near the house. Are you ready? Are you ready? Because you don't be thinking. Once again. Do you are you ready for WWID? Yes, Barry. Thank goodness. Let her upgrade you. What would India do? Oh WWID. What would India do? Kick it! I just found out I'm having a baby with my two-year boyfriend. He says it will ruin our relationship. I knew I've been pregnant for a couple of weeks. Like the feeling of, you know, when you just know kind of thing. I decided to take a test. It came out positive. And just to be sure, I took a second the next day. And well enough, they both came back positive. As I'm sure you know, I was absolutely thrilled. I could... Do you read these before you get on the mic? Yeah, I do. I couldn't wait to have a little little me running around. A couple of days, but you have been rude this whole podcast. And I am <laughs> not for it. I just go ahead, get done. A couple of days before I took the test, I tested my boyfriend with some baby questions to see if he was going to be happy or upset when he found out. Surprisingly enough, he said he'd love to start trying. He'd love to have a baby. So my excitement just grew. The next day, I came to him with the test and told him the wonderful news. Little did I know he was just lying to me to not hurt my feelings, <laughs> not knowing I was testing him. He proceeded to tell me for five days that he's going to hate the child. He doesn't want it. There's so much he wants to do in life, etc. He told me this thing is going to ruin our relationship and tear us apart. He started getting upset with me because I wanted to keep her slash him telling me it's not just my decision and he doesn't want his life to be over, which I tried to inform him it won't be over. It'll be a new start. He wasn't buying it. Now he's telling me I can keep it, but he's going to hate the baby for the rest of his life. He also said he'll never be at home and he doesn't want to help at all with it, nor will he go to my doctor's appointments with me. I have no family. I have literally no one to help me except him. I'm torn to pieces right now and I don't know what to do. I don't want to lose 
a child and I want to have a little me in him, but I also don't want to go at this alone. Please help me. Should I really go through with this if I'm going to do it alone? I don't know if I can, and I don't want to have a baby with someone that will have no love for our child or resent him slash her for their whole life. That's not fair to me or the baby. Um, I think that you should go about this thinking about if you really want to have this baby. If you really want to have this baby, you need to go into it knowing that you will not have support. Um, but I do think that we always figure tough situations out. So I would definitely leave him, though. I'm out of this one. This is a woman's choice right here. Um, I would leave him just simply because it takes two people to get pregnant. So the fact that it's one thing to break up, you know, because you don't want to be involved in the baby's life. But considering he got you pregnant, he should at least be, you know, partially responsible financially responsible for the baby um I told you but now. even I, if you even if you do keep the baby you could just put him on child support but i would not i would not keep the baby hoping that the guy changes his mind yep. i would keep the baby because i genuinely want to have a baby yeah if you want to have your baby you have your baby it's your body it's your choice however i will say as soon as the baby comes with a guy he's gonna change his mind i'm telling you i i have seen it happen to the hardest guys i don't want a baby i don't want a baby man when you see that baby there's nothing like it take it from somebody who knows nothing like best feeling i ever had in my life uh, i don't know I don't know. All the guys are not like that. I literally just saw a post on the shade room uh, of this rapper. I cannot think his name. Um, BLB? I don't know. Is that his name, right? Yeah, that'll work. BLB, yeah. Yeah, him. He got some girl pregnant and um, he said he didn't want nothing to do with her other baby. Really? Yeah. And Oh, the other baby? I mean, if it's not then, his baby. I, no, 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 no. They posted the um, paternity test. He is the father. Mm. And he has not paid any child support. He doesn't want to be in the baby's life. So it, that's what I'm saying. Like, the guy doesn't always change, the mind, change their mind. And it's true. So, it's true. like I said, if, if I were in that situation, I would keep the baby because I genuinely want to keep the baby. And I would go into it knowing that I am in this on my own, trying to make it work on my own. If he chooses to be a part of the baby's life later, then cool, great. But if not, I'm going to be okay either way. There um, it is. But I, considering he just seems like he's very emotionally immature, um, even if I didn't keep the baby, I still wouldn't want to be with him because of how he acted off of this situation. Yeah, he ain't ready. So beware, queen. Protect your peace and set boundaries. As India would say, oh. India, tell the people where they can find you. India.Marie. Um, on Instagram, India Dot Marie, uh, Shop Indie Boutique. Shop Make sure Indie you go boutique. to www. to get your ticket for the holiday market. Holiday. Um, what I want to encourage you to do, especially if you live in Nashville, do not shop on Black Friday. Come shop black at this holiday market. Don't. I got you. I'm gonna fix that for you. Don't shop 
on Black Friday. Come shop black on December 6th, a Sunday at the Holiday Market from 1 to 6. Come out and buy some nice shit. It's going to have everything you need right there. I didn't need that help. Okay. I got excited for you. Go ahead. You ain't put enough on it. I, <laughs> I'm trying to make it work. I, I didn't need it. Sometimes you need a little bit more enthusiasm and a little bit less frustration. Sometimes you need to scale back in my yo business. That's over there. Uh, make on sure this I, side. All right, cool. I don't want to hear nothing. Room. I don't want to hear nothing when you say <laughs> or ask me anything. What do you done. think? What do you think I'm supposed to be asking you, Barry? No, you got a question on your mind. I know I don't. Let's I do not. <laughs> you can find me at BLove1911 on all social platforms. Be sure to follow She and I podcast on Instagram and on Facebook as well. And leave us a message at She and I podcast at gmail.com. And always, always, always thank you guys for listening each and every week. Blake will be back soon. Monday podcast. And I'm going to interview him live on a podcast, so y'all be ready for that. It's going to be a hell of a show. So, India, happy anniversary. You are amazing, despite what you think I feel about you, queen. Okay. It's been real. <laughs> it's been fun. She, 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 I, she, I, 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 I,